One of the biggest threats levelled against the platinum miners during their six-month strike is that their jobs would be mechanised. Now, many of you are quite supportive of this idea. Machines don't strike. The remaining workers might be paid more if that was the case. And it's okay for you because you can't be replaced by a machine. You can't be. Or can you? Um, There is a suggestion by the UK's universities minister, a guy called David Willits, warning today that accountants, teachers and other middle class professionals will see their jobs increasingly be taken over by robots. He's warning that professions which require quite high level of cognitive skills are more likely to be replaced by robots because those sorts of things can be electronically replicated than ones that involve manual tasks such as making a cup of tea or maybe even digging a hole in the ground to extract a mineral. Uh, Andrew Sheehy is a chief analyst at Generator Research in, in London. He joins us on the line from the UK this evening. Andrew, you've seen this research. It's not something new to you in the UK. I think there's been quite a lot of talk around the automation of jobs. You're not really in the good minister David Willett's camp on this. You don't believe that there will be this wholesale replacement of human beings in many of these jobs, do you? Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure that's, that's right, Bruce. Um, I think uh, our position is, uh, I don't wish to uh, uh, spoil your uh, uh, show, but it's in fact pretty much on, on David's of the fence, uh, we've produced some research today which um, is actually um, in support of uh, um, the minister's perspective, uh, but it's actually quite different to what Silicon Valley is saying. Uh, what, what is Silicon Valley saying and what are you saying? Well, what Silicon Valley is saying is don't worry, folks, everything's going to be all right. There will be some creative destruction, but for every job that's lost to robots, there'll be more more than one job created in, in a new economy that, that we don't really understand. Uh, we don't think that's necessarily right. Uh, we think the, the trend at the moment is um, actually, if you look into the, into the far future, Bruce, pretty worrying. Uh, okay, I mean, and, and it is about the automation of intellectual property jobs. I mean, people who are going to university today to study to become accountants, to go and study to become to do these jobs that David Willits talks about being replaced in the future, uh, could very well be wasting their time. Is that your concern? Well, certainly, um, the, the people that are making those decisions today won't be wasting the time because the time scale we're looking at here, Bruce, is you know decades, not not years. So absolutely they should be doing that. Uh, But further ahead, uh, there are real concerns. I mean, let's give give a couple of examples. We've done some analysis on um, about 600 different job types. And uh, let me give you a few examples of jobs that uh, we consider to be at risk. Uh, Computer programmer. Well, computers Uh, will program themselves, will they? Well, if you look at what's been happening in the computer programming space over the last 20 years, we've started uh, at the very start early earliest uh, time when people were typing literally typing ones and zeros into a machine that was that was how you programmed a computer uh, then we had um, high level languages like basic and others that came in so that you didn't need to type the ones and zeros you had a little computer program beneath the, the language that did that for you now these days we have frameworks and tool sets where developers don't even need to bother with the language they just call a routine and there's a whole uh, a package of programming that's brought in with the click of a mouse. Mm. And, and actually now we're even going a stage further, Bruce, to have a, a graphic interface where you just press a press a, um, a button to uh, input a module. So, you know, we can already see today, Bruce, that trend in play. Uh, we're not at the point where computer programs can, pro- or computers can program themselves, but certainly in the future, um, that is going to be 
a possibility. Uh, it's also a far less skilled job, perhaps, than it was in the past, because, you know, if especially if it's a graphic representation where we've seen Apple revolutionize the way in which we interact with our mobile devices, for example, and they're designed so that kids of three and four use them intuitively, computing is going that way, and so therefore we'll be intuitive about it rather than particularly skilled in operating the, the devices. Um, I, I think there's, there's another argument here, Bruce, which is, you know, will these machines in the future, um, and we are talking about decades, uh, will they exhibit the same sort of creativity um, and in, in imagination that humans are, are best at today? Computers simply repeat instructions very quickly. They don't exhibit any sort of creativity. Um, but, but even on that score, uh, we're now starting to see signs coming through where computers uh, could probably uh, be as creative or more creative than humans. So e- even the sort of high-level choreo- choreography, if you will, uh, that the intellectual um, people at the top end of the job pyramid do, uh, you could argue fairly convincingly, although very controversially, uh, that that could be done equally well by machines in the far future. Um, a lot of the creativity, the thinking around how creativity arises, is actually based on the ability to process a lot of data. Uh, okay, so uh, computer programmers um, of the future may very well become an endangered species. Who else? Who else's jobs might become endangered? Financial traders, management consultants, scientists, doctors. I mean, all of this is fairly terrifying, isn't it? I mean, you, you suggested as much earlier on that, you know, three or four decades from now, so much of what we regard as a crucial human element could very well be performed by somebody utilising technology or, or by the technology itself. I, I, think, I think it's the latter. It's the technology itself. But what's fascinating, Bruce, about this um, uh, technological revolution that we are um, heading into now um, is that it will be the first time that the very top end of the job pyramid is hit. Uh, previous uh, technological revolutions have been focused around automation and you know, the replacement of lower-skilled workers. Uh, this time, it's going to be the reverse. So um, jobs like, I mean, I'm just giving a couple of examples to make the point here, Bruce, hairstylist, child carer, uh, bar manager, aid worker, osteopath, these sorts of jobs, um, not the highest paid jobs, uh, socially very important jobs, very hard to replicate those with a machine. Uh, where the machine works best is in the network, is in the cloud, is inside the computer. And actually, that's where all of the uh, professional jobs are going today. So, you know, it does seem to make sense, doesn't it? It's a terrifying prognosis. I've got a great SMS here this evening, or text message, as you might call it. I qualified as a chartered accountant in 2007 at the age of 24. Uh, I then realized I could be replaced by SAP and other ERP systems. And right there, I decided to turn to entrepreneurship entrepreneurship and i am very happy with that decision i mean people will learn the skills perhaps that they would have used to become a chartered accountant and use those skills to do other things into the future andrew but your concern is that opportunities for jobs in the future will be far more scarce than they are today and that is possibly uh, the challenge we've got to educate future generations into jobs that we don't yet know what they will be well, well, I think it's, uh, um, as, as I said, it's not a short-term thing. Um, one doesn't need to take radical action today. Uh, it's a case of uh, steady as she goes. But, but I think uh, certainly our children, uh, my children, 
um, the sorts of things that I'm going to be encouraging them to, 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 to skills I'm going to be encouraging them to develop are adaptability, are uh, an inquiring mind, are the ability to, to change and to flex and to pivot, uh, and not to think about a job as being something that you'll be doing for, you know, for, for the duration. Um, you, know, you have to actually realise that um, things, as we go further into this, are going to become, you know, pretty complicated. So the ones that will come out on top are the ones that can uh, will be able to adapt. And so the, the gentleman that sent that text message in, I think, is probably doing the right thing. Andrew Sheehy, thank you. Chief Analyst at Generator Research in London. Uh, Fabulous insight this evening into what jobs of the future will look like those that exist still. In the meantime, of course, in the short term, South Africa, as Chris Hart was pointing out to us in the first hour of the show, is headed into some very tough economic times. Is your job recession-proof? Is your job able to withstand, if not a 2008-style crisis, will your job still be around in five years' time if we have a very sluggish economy? How do you make sure that if one out of three people in your office will get to keep their jobs, that that person is you? We'll talk about that in just a moment.